Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. I am your host, Teresa Marks, a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth in the U.S. I am joined today by my colleague, Amanda Regnier, who is also a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth. In today's episode, Amanda and I will look at how to protect what you have built from risks that might arise from other people, from your online presence, or even legal actions. This is part three in our five-part series focused on wealth protection and liability concerns. Okay, let's get started. Many people that have spent a lot of time and energy accumulating wealth also think about risks to their wealth and wanting to make sure that they protect against potential risks. And, you know, we often think about, you know, risks to businesses or in, in things like that. But what about kind of the everyday risk? So, you know, from a household perspective or online or even lawsuits. So can you help us kind of start to think about, you know, what are those risks and really how do we deal with them before they become a real issue? Sure. Um, I think this is a case of rather than people ignoring an, a risk, they really are focused on it, but don't really know what aspects to be focused mm -hmm. on, right? Uh, if you're getting your house renovated, you'll definitely lock up your jewelry, put it in a safe, but uh, who's coming in to renovate your house and what's your contractual relationship with them and have you left yourself exposed mm -hmm. there? So uh, can be very basic from run a background check on anybody who's gonna be coming into your home on a regular basis. Uh, like I said, if, some, if it's somebody doing construction or if you have a caretaker coming in either for yourself or your partner or an elderly family member mm -hmm. or a nanny for your young child or grandchild, who is this person? What's their background? Will they agree to a background check and, and pass one? Um, and then how are you hiring them, right? Are you putting yourself at risk through doing um, less than above board business right. arrangements, right? Are you properly withholding payroll taxes for them if they are an employee? Are you working with your with your accountant to make sure that you're covering all of your bases? Does your state require that you have a workers' comp mm -hmm. policy uh, or any other kind of accident coverage or health insurance or anything like that? And are you abiding by all of those requirements? Um, this can be tricky, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes the employee or the quasi-employee might say, uh, no thanks. I prefer cash. Right. You don't really want to beat my taxes. And, you know, in the end, you're not really doing them or yourself any favors by doing things what might seem like the easier way right. uh, because accidents can happen. Mm -hmm. Relationships can sour. Uh, tax authorities can make inquiries. And the cleanup of any of those situations is a lot worse than uh, doing it by the books, on the books, paying your taxes, uh, knowing who you're hiring, use an agency to vet uh, caregivers or other household employees mm -hmm. if you don't uh, feel like you have the personal bandwidth to do it uh, yourself. Um, but know, know who you're bringing into your house because any of those people can um, either through a, a totally sincere and, and well-meaning situation, I mean, they might fall down your stairs, right? That person's right. not out to get you but your homeowner's insurance may disclaim because that person's an employee and you right. didn't have the proper uh, insurance for that, right? Or they could be out to get you, right? They could be um, looking at your mail, reading your income tax returns, mm -hmm. gathering information on you. Uh, and, and there's not a lot you can do, um, you know, once, once somebody has already started swindling you, right? It's right. better to protect yourself from the get-go and know who you're hiring. So I would just say, keep a clean operation in your household. 
know that if you've got employees in your house, that's their professional right. workplace and you need to be a professional, act professionally with them, mind your own manners and, mm -hmm. and use an attorney, use an accountant, make sure that you're doing everything the right way uh, to protect yourself and to protect your employees. That's yeah. why we have those provisions in the first place. Yeah. Well, I think it's it can be tricky because it's an employer-employee relationship, but when somebody's in your home, it, it quickly becomes that fam that familiar, the familiar and the familial, yes. Yes. Um, right? So it's sometimes kind of having those rules of the road and really having processes in place can help kind of keep it on the right track and right. protect both both sides right it is it is hard i think to identify and maintain those boundaries yeah. and uh, especially a caregiver um, okay. some of those formalities do get erased mm -hmm. over the years um but you know your tax withholding shouldn't so right. just just do it <laughs> do it right and yeah. do it honestly and don't don't give yourself or your employee any reason why um, it may be difficult for you in the future to tell the truth about your arrangement. It's just not worth it. Right. right. So switching gears quite quite a bit, let's think a little bit about online risk. I think this is something we see a lot in the news. It's something we all think about, yeah. but maybe don't do a lot about it. You know, I think that this is one of those, a big risk that's out there, but we're all kind of a little hesitant sure. to, to address what we might need to do. So what, what should we be thinking about? What steps should we take to really protect us ourselves from online risk. Yeah, I, I would think there's sort of two main categories of this this risk. One is just basic cybersecurity, right? Mm -hmm. Your banking passwords, if you're using apps to send cash, mm -hmm. if even if you're using a basic social messaging service, a text message, a lot of those have the ability to send um, money in them too. So mm -hmm. you might not even think about it as a cash app and it is um, password protect your phone, password protect your computer, keep that list of passwords current and secret, right? Don't post it next to your computer. Um, don't don't write your ATM password on your card, same thing, right? This is your, your phone and your computer are your ATM now. Um, you can use password encryption software or you can use an old fashioned method of keeping it on a piece of paper hidden somewhere in your house. Um, don't use obvious, easy to guess passwords and don't give your passwords out, right? So that's sort of uh, the, the first category. The second category is just your behavior online and how that might expose mm -hmm. you. So um, don't post on social media that you're gonna be out of town for the next month traveling through Europe and, and your not very well vetted dog sitters can be at your house, right? You really just kind of set yourself up for big problems there and your, your passwords are on your computer. So mm -hmm. this, is, this is all a disaster now. So um, keep your passwords secret, don't post about your activity know who's going to be in your house and just be careful about your digital footprint and your mm -hmm. digital activities online. Mm -hmm. um, don't unnecessarily link things all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Think about uh, the company that's asking you for your credit card information. And if there's a credit card shortcut you could use instead, uh, you know, it'll, if it says check out here or check out through one of these outside vendors, well, you might be better off using the outside vendor because only that vendor then has your mm -hmm. credit card information instead of entering it anew at every mm -hmm. online shopping place. Um, and then just, you know, use common sense. If you get an email that purports to be from your bank and they say there's a problem with your account or, the, you know, everybody's getting the phone call these days about your car warranty being right. out of date, <laughs> um, just, just try to use your head and don't automatically or don't ever you know give out your information if if your bank's trying to reach you call the published phone number mm -hmm. for your bank that's either on your credit card or that pops up when you uh go to their specific website pay attention to uh 
email addresses. Yep. You know, if it doesn't say at yourbank.com, if it says at your bank slash one, two, three slash X, Y, Z, be cautious. Mm-hmm. Don't ever share your passwords or your login information, you know, either via email or over the phone. If you forget your password, reset it, use the proper channels yep. uh, and just sort of be alert to what's going on. Okay. So what about the risk of lawsuits, right? I mean, I think that's something that kind of, as as our society has gotten mm-hmm. a little bit more litigious over the last 20 or so years, you know, thinking about, I think that it's something that weighs on a lot of people. You know, it's it's not just, you know, it's the, the car accident. It's the slip and fall on a property. It's the boat accident at the lake house right. or, you know, sometimes even divorce. So, so wh- what are some ways to protect from a a lawsuit risk. Yeah. Well, for all of those, but divorce, I think the first line of defense is insurance, Mm -hmm. right? Check your policies, check your limits. If it's been a long time since you've shopped for insurance for your house or your car or your boat, Mm -hmm. um, look into those policies and make sure that the limits are appropriate, that it lists the correct owners. might be you, it might be a trust or an LLC that you form so that the owners have to be insured. And Proper maintenance, right? Proper maintenance of your boat and your house. Mm-hmm. Make sure your fence isn't going to fall on your neighbor's car, things like that. Um, and and just be careful. And then asset titling can really make a big difference too. And that would apply also in the case of divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure you know what you own and how you own it. Right. Uh, and that you keep track of your own assets and don't go mixing them around with someone else who you might want to disentangle from at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like I liked your point about, you know, with with the insurance kind of revisiting it over time. Because I feel like a lot of times you get the umbrella sur- insurance and the policy has always been in place. Well, as your assets have grown, right. so too has your your exposure. So really right. kind of keeping track of what is what are those policy amounts? What's my coverage? Right. Thinking about that, especially as my assets grow, because the more you have, the chances of a lawsuit or at least a, a bigger right. judgment are more right. likely. Yeah. When you're just starting out and you've got a million dollar liability policy for yourself for a vehicle accident and you you have nothing but a student loan, right? right. You say, well, a million dollars of coverage sounds pretty good. But, right. you know, as as time moves quickly forward right. and all of a sudden your student loans are gone and you're worth a, a nice nest egg, that million dollar limit might not cover everything mm-hmm. you have. Uh, or even close to it. Mm-hmm. So really good to just take a look at that. Don't just throw the bills on auto pay and forget right. about it. Right. So really with any of these types of risks, whether it's household, online, or, or liability, it's really kind of planning ahead and thinking ahead in terms of, you know, kind of how do we keep things in order? It's how do yeah. you protect, you know, your, your passwords, your home. Um, so it's, it's really all about kind of planning ahead and keeping track of things really to help prevent some of these risks that might be out yeah, there. Absolutely. You have to do your homework and do it again. Every right. <laughs> and keep on top of it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. We hope you found this topic interesting and that you will continue to explore the variety of wealth planning topics available to you on this channel. Thank you and have a great day. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group LLC and the Private Banking Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This document is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Concepts expressed are current as of the date of this publication only and may change without notice. Such concepts are the opinions of our investment professionals, many of whom are chartered financial analyst charter holders or certified financial planner professionals. 
Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks CFP and Certified Financial Planner in the U.S. There is no guarantee that these views will come to pass. Past performance does not guarantee future comparable results. The tax information contained herein is general and for informational purposes only. CIBC Private Wealth Management does not provide legal or tax advice, and the information contained herein should only be used in consultation with your legal, accounting, and tax advisors. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. The CIBC logo is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Investment products are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.